All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. Hey, New Tech City listeners, it's Manoush Zamarodi, your host. And the New Tech City team and I are taking a little break because we are working on some extra good special shows that are going to come out in the fall. So we want to take this as an opportunity to play you some of our very favorite episodes. This one in particular is very close to our hearts, and you will understand why very quickly. Try adding a sticker right now. I'm, I'm going to show you something new, Alex. Meet Liza oh, yeah? and oh, yeah. Alex. All right. Okay. They've been together for almost two years. They live together, and they're seeing if their smartphones and some of the new tools on them... Oh, those are adorable. Look at those pandas and chickies. ...can improve okay. their relationship, strengthen their bond. All right, don't send me a broken egg. That one's really sad. <laughs> Let's start with our own Alex Goldmark. Hi, Alex. Hi, Manoush. Now, Alex, as New Tech City's senior producer, you are always game for one of my ridiculous challenges. And for this show, you tried to completely eliminate words from your daily text messaging with your girlfriend, Liza. Yes, and I am not a visual thinker. I'm a terrible artist. I can barely no. figure out where to put my name on a, on a tax form. But my girlfriend, Liza Stark, she is very affected by visuals. She's a good artist. She arranged our bookshelf by color. Oh, nice. You know, she's the kind of person who volunteers to do graphic design for other people. So we signed up to be the New Tech City guinea pigs this week pretty eagerly to see if this experiment might help our communication just a little bit. Nice. Hi, Liza. Hi, Alex. What are we going to do? What's our experiment? Communicating only through emojis. No words allowed. We can also use other images too, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay, so you and Liza decided to test out your visual communication chops for like a month or so just to see if communicating with just pictures is even possible, right? Yeah, and we didn't jump in blind. We started off by downloading all the apps that we thought might be able to help us, and we made sure that all of our little texting apps had these emojis built and loaded in. Now, by the way, there is a difference between emojis and emoticons, if you were wondering like me. So emoticons are using like commas and periods to make a face, but emoji are the actual renderings of smiley faces, animals, shapes of buildings. Depending on how many you download, there are thousands of them, Alex, which I learned. Right. And we decided to go with the app WeChat. It's a Chinese chat app, and it has lots of these things called stickers. These are pictures of cartoon-type characters that usually dance around or do things for a few seconds. And a lot of people, they pay for these virtual stickers, which I think is kind of weird. These A lot of these apps are making a ton of money off of people buying things that don't actually exist. But anyway, you guys went all in. Well, these are tools for communications, and there are a lot of them. And so we got our visual vocabulary going pretty fast. When you say that, what do you mean? 
So we had to figure out a way to say simple things like I and, and you, <laughs> right. right? Like, you know, who's going to go to the grocery store? Um, this was Liza's favorite part, actually. So you started using this little dude in a helmet that you feel a connection to to start representing yourself. So right now I'm looking at an emoji that um, has this little dude in the helmet and then a can guy we, walking. We, it's not a helmet. It's a baseball hat. It's not like I'm... It's a I'm, helmet. It looks like a helmet. It's not... That makes it sound like I'm, you know, like I'm worried about hitting my head all the time. Well, it looks like a bike helmet. Oh, on yours it does kind of look like a bike helmet. <laughs> on mine it looks just like a bike hat. The point is that you have this little dude and then a guy walking and then a bus. So that is your way of saying, me, Alex, I am walking to go get on some form of transportation to come home to you. That was something that I thought was so inventive of you. Oh my God, I am loving this, Alex. This sounds completely nuts and surreal. Show me now a standard conversation between you and Liza. Okay. What is this one? <laughs> this is a picture of nostrils with a thumbs up and a thumb down. You were asking her if her nose was still stuffy? Yes, exactly. I she love was this. feeling sick. Okay. And here's another one. Okay. So she sends me that. Girl house clock. She's going home at 8.30? Yeah. And you sent her hearts saying, that's nice. So then she sends this picture. A thumbs down, a boy, face, a house, and sleeping. She's telling me no, that I should come home and go to sleep, and that's a picture of her with an angry face pointing at our bed. Uh. I'm going to go to bed (laughs) because she knows I'm feeling kind of sick. Oh. And then you, you sent her a smiley, like a laughing smiley face. You appreciated her emoji humor. So, Alex, looking at these, like, it's obvious there are some things that are just perfect for picture messaging, but I guess some other stuff is, like, way harder. Did using just emoji, photos, stickers, did it change what you would say to Liza? Yeah, yeah, it did. I found myself willing to send a lot more what you might call cheesy, affectionate messages. like that stuff. Like that heart you saw and that other one. (laughs) Bunnies kissing. Yes, it's very cute. It's easier just to tap a button, right, and to send a nervous bunny rabbit like that than it might be for me to actually type it out and say what I'm thinking, right, to write I miss you. And also that just gets stale. It's just the same words over and over again. Frankly, bunny rabbit cheesy as it is, it works. And it makes sense. I'm not the first person to try to do this. There's an extremely long history of people trying to talk with images. So I'm Richard Sprout. And I have a PhD in linguistics from MIT back in... Manoush, he worked for AT&T Bell Labs. He's been an academic. I am now a research scientist at Google. The reason you contacted me, as I understand it, is that uh, I have a long-standing interest in writing systems. I've written a couple of books on the topic. And uh, in general, I'm interested in how we can use graphical symbols to communicate. This guy knows talking with pictures inside and out. And he says people have been using pictures to communicate since the dawn of written language or even before it. If you look at the history of the development of writing systems going back, say, to Egyptian, to Sumerian, to ancient Chinese, all of them started out with at least some components of of what you might call ideographs. So there were pictures of things. An ideograph is like a drawing of a dog. It is the idea of the dog straight into your brain. You see it. You think of a dog. Now, if you see the word D-O-G, you read it. You maybe say the sounds in your head. Maybe you say the word dog in your head. Then, poof, a picture of a golden retriever. Okay, so that's what images are better at. Right. They're more instant, 
faster comprehension, for simple messages. For simple message. His main point is that images are certainly getting easier to share now and to incorporate into text communications because of smartphones, emoji lexicons, and so forth, so that they're enhancing communication, but not much more than that, he says. But it's limited, right? I mean, there's how many emojis are there? Maybe a few hundred, a few thousand. Um, You could add more. But uh, if you think about the vocabulary of the average speaker is in the many tens of thousands of words. And that's just in our heads. A dictionary has hundreds of thousands, he says. So we're never going to replace words with pictures, at least not the way that Sprout sees it. He feels pretty sure about this because, well, people have tried to do it. One famous case is a man named Charles Bliss. He created a whole language of symbols called Bliss symbols. And anyway, people who try to do it, in the end, they just run out of symbols. But that's not exactly what happened to you, right? No, no, it's not. Okay, coming up, we hear from a man who actually designs those stickers for chat apps. And we hear about the process of creating those images that are made just for digital conversations. As it went on, we discovered that it wasn't just expressions, but also activities that were really resonating with people. And you'll also hear the intimate end of Alex and Liza's visual texting experiment and how it changed them. We're back. I'm Manoush Zamarodi. This is New Tech City from WNYC. And New Tech City producer Alex Goldmark and his girlfriend Liza are texting exclusively with images, no matter the circumstances. It's almost midnight. We're both back home. Mm-hmm. We sent a lot of text messages today. None of them had text or words. Now, Alex, I have a very important question here. <laughs> are yeah? you drunk? Uh, maybe a little tipsy. <laughs> But that's just good throw in the field user testing. It was an instructive evening of text experimentation. I dove in headfirst. And you sent a couple especially complicated ones. Yes, I did. Why did you do that? I did that because we had made plans earlier in the day to meet up. And I arrived at my destination only to encounter a friend who was in a situation that I thought might not be the best for you to come into. Oh, that was a warning not to come. Yeah. Okay, so I was a little confused by the skull. (laughs) The skull? I mean, that can't be good. I'm thinking pirates, I'm thinking danger, I'm thinking poison. You couldn't get that one, Alex? I mean... Liza caught on a lot faster to this than I did, and she realized it works best when you can be literal with the icons, right, and kind of treat them like they are Chinese characters, that each one means a word or a sound that could add up to a word, like toilet plus paper equals toilet paper. <laughs> so I sent you a pair of girls, and then I sent you what looks like a, a older woman's face, and then a skull, and then a sad face with a little tear, and then an Alex face. With a red circle with a strike through it, so I don't, and then a bus, and then drinks. So where I had said, Alex, come to drinks earlier in the day, this is me saying, Alex, a friend of my older family member has died. We are having girls' night. Do not come to drinks. So a friend of hers was dealing with a death in the family. Right, and I had completely missed that. Oh I thought she was saying she was with a gray-haired friend and was sad I was not joining her Cause, for drinks. Because it's all about you, right, Alex? 
<laughs> we skirted disaster there. I did find it an interesting challenge to try and relay something to you that felt a little heavy and a little sad and a little pressing without being able to type things to you. There are tons of stickers in these chat apps that we had to choose from, right? But they just weren't appropriate. Lots of cute and not much grieving and somber. But, you know, I'm scrolling through these and it is pretty clear that these stickers were made with some serious thought about how they'd be used. Like there's there's some yeah. shades of emotion. But to me anyway, it feels like they're made for a teenage range of emotions. There's lots of flirting and lots of outrage, a few about complaining about homework, lots of random animals. Uh, so I, I was confused, and I wanted to find out who is choosing what images that I get as my vocabulary because it's affecting what I can say. So you mean the person who actually draws the pictures and pixelates them? Yes, I do. Basically, it comes down to what is the most fun David Lanham has designed a bunch of sticker sets for Facebook and the social network Path. And that means he comes up with the central character, usually an animal, and then 40 expressions. That's what he called them, that each sticker character does. I think my favorite would be the Napoli set. It's really like how that one came out with the colors. And Napoli is a small creature that is basically made out of ice cream. As in Neapolitan ice cream with three flavors. I'm looking at a picture of it here. And it's like a popsicle that has a face, basically. And Lanham has to figure out <laughs> how that popsicle can speak for us. Um, it's probably not everyone's favorite, but I really like the one where it's old and wrinkled because it looks like the dehydrated astronaut ice cream. And just for those days when you're not quite feeling yourself, you're a little bit run down. Wrinkled. He feels wrinkled. It's very visual. Lanham says that he tries to think of expressions that you might make during the course of the day. There are others where the characters are drinking uh, coffee and waking up in the morning or brushing their teeth. But for the most part, it's, it's very emotion-oriented feelings, not proper nouns. Uh, with the um, stickers for Facebook, they did some research on their end to um, nail a set of like 60 expressions that um, you can express with just your face. And that was kind of our starting point. They started with the basics, happy, sad, angry. As it went on, we discovered that it wasn't just expressions, but also activities that were really resonating with people. Okay, and so I'm back on his website, and there is a sheep vomiting, which is <laughs> pretty obvious what that's expressing. And then another one, like it's a koala bear wearing a pink fuzzy robe looking kind of sleepy with a mug. So I figured uh, the guy who could come up with that knew something that I didn't about communicating with images, right? I'm still on my hunt here. He was going to explain to me how this new lexicon I was struggling with, how it came to be, and the secret logic behind it, and how I could do better with my texting experiment with my girlfriend. And did he have the secret for you? He had a strategy that did kind of help, yeah. Uh, well, if you only use the heart ones, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> I think the parts that worked really well were for communicating emotions and feelings. So sometimes during the day, I'll admit it to the radio, I'll text you things like, I love you. And this week, I couldn't do that. And most of the images that were in our apps that we used happened to be like cartoon characters. <laughs> mm -hmm. How would you say it made you feel to get these creatures doing things compared to when I text you? It was so much better. It felt fuller than if you had sent something. Which, I mean, somebody telling you that you love them is 
a great and beautiful and wonderful thing. But getting those stickers, getting those emojis was a sort of different experience. Alex, a different experience, and Liza preferred it. She preferred that you sent her, like, a wombat-looking sheepish to express your feelings than if you wrote it in plain old black and white. Okay, so great for the love stuff, but way worse for grocery shopping, logistics, anything without context. We can snap photos, we can send them with a tap, we can choose weird bunny stickers and use it to communicate with our special someones. Maybe we're seeing the coming of age of a new kind of talking. What do you think, Alex? It's the end of your experiment. Are you and Liza a couple that communicates best with images? For some things, we probably will from now on, yeah. I don't think in pictures in my head. I think in stories and chains of causation, if anything. So no, this wasn't the easiest test for me, but it actually, it helped. And and it helped Liza too. It helped us to understand how much it is that we say to each other that is a result of what we're using to speak to each other, if that makes sense. So you mean like the text message box, that's your tool and it right. changes how you talk. Right. We had been unthinkingly creating messages that fit into 160-character text message f- formats, um, you know, things that are easy to type on the fly, all very clear and utilitarian, but emotionally like like token gestures. And so when we had this imagery, which was better for emotions, my emotional vocabulary grew a little, at least for the smartphone conversation part of our relationship. And the emoticons that I could fit into chat messages actually helped me say more. You were a better flirter. Yes, I got a little <laughs> I got a little better. The winking bunny goes a long way, let me tell you. Okay, just to embarrass him some more, you can see oh. some of the emoji conversations that Alex and Liza had and a few of the stickers that enhanced their romance or whatever you want to call it. They're on our website, newtechcity.org. <laughs> tell your friends to check it out too. I'm Anoush Samarodi. That was Alex Goldmark. A very special thank you to Liza Stark for embracing this guinea pig texting imagery adventure. This is New Tech City, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>